0: Welcome back, Spartan Pride Podcast. Fans First Sports Network. Jonathan Shop here with you today. Hondo S. Carpenter Sr. We're going back. Part of our Chase It Again. A look back at the 2013 Spartan Series. If you are a super fan, you may have seen the articles on the Spartan Pride Substack, where I reposted the articles from each week during that 2013 season at Spartan Nation. And if you're a fan, you know Hondo, of course, from his days at Spartan Nation and from his current days covering the Las Vegas Raiders. We're going to talk a little bit about that 2013 team. Now that all the articles have been laid out, we've had the podcast about each game, including the Rose Bowl. Now we're going to get some reflections from both of us, just kind of chopping it up. What I want to start with, Hondo, is kind of the beginning. Uh, 2012 was kind of a down year. What do you remember about... Spartan football at the end of 2012 and expectations for 2013 because 2012 was a letdown.
1: Uh, I remember how abysmal the Michigan State offense was. Um, Dave Warner. Now, some people would say that um, Dave Warner was the problem. Others would say that D'Antonio had his foot on the break with Dan, with, the, with the problem. You know, they. I remember going out to the Buffalo Wild Wings Bowl and they're playing out there and I mean, I remember earlier in that season Trey Wayne's had got benched. I mean it was just it was just Michigan State you could sense there was something, but they were even struggling to find the something and you you can't score points. you can't win. And I remember that they come in and Connor Cook leads them to a victory and the, the Buffalo Wild Wings Bowl. And I remember being in the locker room and and it was the place was electric and the coaches were like trying to tamper excitement on Connor Cook. No, 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 no. We got our guy. We got our guy. You know, they were it was all Andrew Maxwell. And, you know, we got our guy. We got our guy. We And they and it was weird because we're in the locker room. Everybody's jacked up. They just won a bowl game. Connor Cook comes in. Whether you liked Connor, didn't like Connor. He was a, screw you guys. I'm going to go win a football game in spite of Dave Warner. And all the mood was, no, 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 no. There's no quarterback, no quarterback controversy. No, no, no. And I remember walking out, and I don't remember who I was with, uh, but I was with somebody in the media there. And I, I said to them, have you ever seen a coaching staff more down or concerned after a, a win a, a comeback win and they're like that was strange so that was really weird to me then the entire offseason you know I'm writing about Michigan State's got a court and I'm getting phone calls from coaches and what are you doing and man what you're not helping us I'm not, my job's not to help you you know you Michigan State fans up to this point were so frustrated they loved Antonio they, so it was nothing against Antonio But, you know, it's like complaints. Sometimes you've heard at times about Tom Izzo's teams, you know, you got to go score points and, and they needed to score points. And so that whole off season, everybody knew Connor Cook was the guy. I mean, there, there was no, the only people that didn't know were inside the building. I mean, I would talk to players and say, Hey, what are you doing? oh man, let me tell you what Connor did. So I would be writing, hey, Connor did this and this in uh, seven on sevens with his teammates. And I'd get called, you can't report that. You weren't there. You don't know. Okay. I still reported it. And, And so everyone knew it. And so coming into 2013, you could tell there's a Trey Waynes, a Double D's, Darquez Denard. You've got Max Bola. You, you know, you had horses at every position. You had offensive linemen. You had running back. And Jeremy Langford, everyone kind of knew, okay, this kid may be special. You know, nobody knew at that time he was special. But you knew he had a potential to be special, the, the receivers. But everybody, Johnny, everybody talked about Connor Cook. Um, I'm not going to name the guy because he's still connected to the university. In a, in a slight way, he's not getting a paycheck from him. But I remember one of the captains came up to me and and I was fishing, and he happened to be there, so he came over and sat down. And we we talked for probably an hour, and he said to me, "He said Connor Cook's the guy. You need to go all in on Connor." He goes, I know that they probably don't like Connor talking about the staff personally. He said, but this ain't about like, we got to win. We can win with him. He goes, he'll just in the huddle, blow things up and just say, no, we're doing this. And, and so that to me was what I remember going into that season. There was an air of anticipation. Okay. They got weapons everywhere. And I remember saying this on my radio show. if, 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 Michigan State can stay out of the way, meaning the staff. They were the ones that were going to determine how far that 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 season went. And to their credit, they didn't like it. And I'm sure we're going to get into this a little bit more. But for the most part, they stayed out of the way. And they were one game away from playing Jameis Winston for a national title. And I believe
0: they would have whooped them. A couple interesting things there. The only guy... I ever remember mentioning Connor Cook before the wild wings bowl once in one of your post-practice interviews was Dan Roshar. And it was almost a surprise that he mentioned it because the quarterback room was pretty stacked. And Andrew Maxwell, if I recall, had such high reviews with what he was doing in practice and on scout team. So it's like, wow. And let me just say something too real quick. Yeah.
1: In my opinion – The MSU coaching staff ruined Andrew Maxwell. He should have played in the National Football League. Now, I cover the National Football League every single day. Yeah, He should have played in the National Football League. There are a lot of guys that did not have the talent set of an Andrew Maxwell. The difference between Andrew and Connor, and I think Andrew had much better skills than Connor, but Connor had the ability, and you know what? There's that it factor. (laughs) Screw you guys. I'm going to go do this. He was raised by parents and told him there's nothing you can't do and 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 he believed it. And so he believed in his talent. Now Andrew Maxwell comes along more talented, raised from a great family, but it was hey, I'm going to follow my coaches. I'm I'm going to do what my coach and so the coaches had him so afraid of making a mistake. I think and I said this, the Michigan State coaching staff ruined Aaron Maxwell. He should be in the NFL playing. He was a great quarterback. And 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 the difference between him and Connor, Connor wasn't as talented, but Connor had a short memory. Forget you guys. I'm gonna go do what I want.
0: Unreal. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna get to that either today or another day about where I think that moment took place at Illinois. But there's another guy who you get all the credit for. The only guy that was saying after Will Golston goes to the NFL, arguably early, Shalik Calhoun is not going to miss a beat. And not only did not miss a beat, remember all the damage he did the first couple of weeks as that season started getting going. It was like, oh, that guy, he can sack people and get fumbles and and more. Shalik Calhoun, another guy that you mentioned um, before anybody else. But last thing on Cook, I do remember when he went in at the end of that Wild Wings Bowl and it was very late at night on the East Coast, for those that were awake and remember, there was immediate juice when he was in there. It was like, wait a second, is this guy really gonna drive the ball down the field? Is this the same group of players? Because it looked like the magic spice and the key had just been turned on. It was like zoom. So that kind of created the coaching staff on their heels a bit. All right, is there gonna be a quarterback competition next year? Oh, we don't know. We don't, we don't know. Um, Cook did that, but Calhoun, how did you know Calhoun was not going to be a step back for Michigan State football, replacing Will Golston?
1: First of all, Dan, Pat Narduzzi is one of my very best friends in the whole world. Um, You know that. Uh, Even now I'm doing NFL, I still talk to him all the time, and him and Don and the kids. I'm very, very close to him. I was then. And so he was the one that was, this kid's going to be special. This kid can do this. And then I remember talking to Max Bullock and Max loved Will Golston, but talking about, and Calhoun's got a chance to be really special just the way he bends his body. You know, one of the things that, that make media members successful is none of us are individually brilliant. I'm not saying that, but you got to have relationships. People have to be able to talk to you and know that you're not going to use their name and, and they have to know that they can, you can be trusted and so, I mean, every player, Shalik Shalik, Shalik Shalik, every player, you know, wanting to talk about how good this guy was, how great that guy was, wanting to tell me, "Oh, that guy's nothing. I remember a captain, a Michigan State captain who loved Andrew Maxwell, saying to me, "Man, I feel so bad for him, what they've done to him. he's he's just afraid to do anything. Because what if he mess makes a mistake? I mean, you can't play the game of football afraid to make a mistake because everyone makes them. Um, I I remember one time I was told, you know, if if you show me a guy who can play a football game and not make a mistake, it's a guy who didn't play. And 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 so I I again it goes back to them them ruining Andrew. So they come into the season, and I mean the fan if, if Connor Cook had not been you know, gotten the job early. There would have been massive revolt. And you may remember going in, well, we don't know who the starter is, or Matt, you know, Matt Andrew's going to be it. And everyone just kind of knew, okay, Connor at some point's going to get a shot. And so it, we come into that season and Andrew was pressing. And now again, I'm going to defend Andrew because I was told by captains on the team. Yeah, man, they're telling him you can't lose this. You can't lose this. You got to do it. I mean, you can't play to keep a job. You go out and play and win a job. And they were so, they they so wanted Andrew. And to his credit, I understand why he had more physical skills than Connor. You know, they knew he was going to follow the plan, unlike Connor. I'm not saying it was wrong to root for Andrew. By the way, anybody that knows Andrew Maxwell loves him great kid um and then you so see you had him the all-american good kid you had connor Cook, the Pete. i don't care i'm gonna go win a football gunslinger and so
0: you knew it was gonna happen and when you when it happened you knew it was over two quick thoughts just to clear the air Do you think there's any long-term damage for Andrew Maxwell when they threw him in at the Citrus Bowl when Alabama shredded Michigan State? I do not, but that's been a popular idea that he was somehow rattled by that. And then after that, while we're talking about these, because Tyler O'Connor was in that mix until he got yanked in those first three weeks. And we're talking really about the first part of the season before Notre Dame. Um, maybe some reflection on what you thought of Tyler O'Connor, because I know there were some folks at the time that thought this is the guy that maybe gives you the best opportunity to do some different things.
1: You know, I've said this many times, and I stand by it. Tyler O'Connor was the best high school quarterback I ever saw play, uh, and I watched a lot of them. I remember watching him, and he I think he was in an All-Star game, or um, I, I don't remember exactly what it was, but I, and I, I had an NFL scout tell me Look at this, 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 and this. I mean, there are other great high school quarterbacks that can throw the ball longer, whatever. But just his decision making, all of it. And so, and 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 then I think what happened is also Tyler is just a phenomenal kid, not not a kid anymore, but at the time. And so, uh, absolutely, you had Con- Tyler O'Connor in the mix. But let's go back. I don't think the Citrus Bowl beat down by Alabama. I think that did more damage to the Michigan State football coaches and we can get into that later that's a different story Uh, yeah (laughs) right but i think after they went to the rose bowl even though they they had some they went you know there's a cotton bowl in there and everything else i think that abuse that alabama smacked down on michigan state and 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 all of it i think was what led to the downfall of Michigan State, all the recruiting mistakes—you um, can get into all of that. Going after, no longer caring about character, bringing some some people that should have never been on campus. I don't think it did anything to Andrew Maxwell. I think it did something to the staff, and uh, and, and and quite frankly, led to a terrible ending to what should have been a
0: crowning career. Yeah, and that's a that's a big thing to say. Um, that was at the end of the 2011 season. Obviously recruiting it goes out years ahead. So what you're saying is the impact of that it didn't necessarily hit in 2012 or 2013 or 2014. it, it kind of hit after that. We're, we could talk about that one day for sure and we could even talk about it. I, I I'm I'd love to talk just about that game because there are situations in that Citrus Bowl that were not considered. They're not excuses, but they're not they weren't considered. I was on the sideline, as you know, we were covering that game for Spartan Nation. There's some things that went on there, weather-wise, that shaped that game, and also that's arguably the most talented team Nick Saban's ever had. So that's now. Let me let me let me also
1: say this though, Uh, and I I don't believe I've ever said this publicly. If I have, I don't remember. Um, one of Michigan State's top um, leaders. And I'm not talking about in the football team. I'm talking about in the administration. About an hour, hour and a half, two hours after the game, I don't remember how long it was, maybe even three, got a hold of me and said, We're in trouble. And I, I said, What? And they go, long term, we're in trouble. And that's where I come into um after the Rose Bowl. Um they we expounded once we got back to East Lansing, but that damage inflicted on that Citrus Bowl loss, it, it carried over Michigan that, State.
0: Yeah,
1: it carried now over Michigan that far. State, yep. Now Michigan State gets to a Rose Bowl, and I believe there. I know there were some conversations, and there were a lot of we're in trouble. And you may remember not that year, but the next after Michigan State played Baylor, I think it was the next year. Yep. Pat Narduzzi leaves. There were just a lot of warning signs. The Citrus Bowl's impact on then winning the Rose Bowl to it. It was concerning.
0: That's wild. And that's a that's a great preview for where we're going. We're talking about the 2013 season. You can't start without looking back at 2012. For those of us, um, if you listen to my interview with Coach D from MSU Atlanta Day, he talks in detail about that 2012 season and, of course, the 2013 season two. We're here with Hondo Carpenter, Spartan Pride podcast. This is the first of a discussion that will take however long it takes to talk I about I can't this. wait. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be honest.
1: Yeah, I'm super excited about this now. Now my juices are flowing. The
0: memories are coming back. I'm ready to go. We, I can't wait. Anything else you want to talk about in this, this uh, episode of 2012 or very early 2013, certainly before the Notre Dame game? We're not getting there yet. We only have so much time today. Um, those first couple weeks, um, you know, it seemed like maybe it was convenient. Maybe it's what happened. Michigan State's down by the goal line. It's Tyler O'Connor's turn. He doesn't do what the staff wants. He's basically pulled there and is gone um, for years. And at that point, it kind of looked like somebody had laid down their arms and said, we're going to give it to Connor. The offense was not impressive those first few weeks. I look at my writing. It's like pulling a fire alarm. we got too many drops. we got we got too much dysfunction. Um, any thoughts that you remember about the offense struggling at that time? Because I don't think anyone saw that they were going to end up being as good as they were, but they were not good early.
1: No, they were terrible against Western Michigan. I think they won by 13 or something like that, but they were terrible. Western was not good. It was, uh, it was just not a good team. And then they come in the next week, they play USF. And if I remember, I think it was a lot of rain that day. I may be wrong on that. But even that day, they just looked terrible. They looked discombobulated. They didn't have a lot. And then you get into week three where they played Youngstown State. And, you know, it's Youngstown State. But Connor Cook finally gets the keys to the car. And they I think they won like 55-14, 55-7. I mean, it was – a, and, yeah, and everyone's like, okay, yeah, but it was Youngstown. Yeah, but it was not Youngstown. It was Connor Cook's – coming out party, you know, hey, I, I y'all know I won you the bowl. And I remember Connor Cook after the game. She was, see, let's go. And, and again, I love that about Connor. I'm not ripping him. Yeah, you need I, that. I love that that bravado. You got to have that from your quarterback. And and I just think it was phenomenal. And I I just remember when I left Spartan Stadium after Youngstown, headed down to Notre Dame. And I remember saying, uh, okay, now we're going to see. Does Michigan State take their foot off the gas? In fact, I even wrote about it. Will Michigan State take our foot off the gas and let their Ferrari run? And I, don't, I didn't mean physically run. Tom O'Connor Cook just let him go do his thing. And when we got to Notre Dame, we learned a lot about this football team. And I, I think at Notre Dame, Judd Heathcote told me this story. I, if we have time, do I have 60 seconds, John?
0: Yeah, we got 60 seconds, and then that might be a great spot to, to,
1: to put the book okay. in. Judd Heathcote told me one time the best thing that happened to his national championship winning team with Irvin was the loss at Northwestern. He said, We were so good that we went down there and we, we, we knew we were going to kill them. We're the better team. If we played a thousand times, we'd win 999. But the problem was, and he said this, and, and years later, I talked to Irvin about it and Irvin went even farther. He said, we played down to the level of our competition. Cause we were so good. And he, and, and Judd said it at that point, r- our team learned a lesson Any we can lose to anybody. And are we going to let anybody keep us from our destiny? Years later, I mentioned to Irvin what Judd had told me. And he said, you know, that is why the rest of my career I prepared for every single game. I remembered that Northwestern game. It fundamentally turned me into the player I am today. I thought, and to me, that Notre Dame game, which I can't wait to talk about next week, sent a message to this team. And uh, we'll get more into that next week. Can't wait.
0: I can't either, and I'm glad you mentioned that story. I hope Tom Izzo hears that story because I know there was a while that he wasn't sure teams learned as much from a loss, especially late in the season. He's heard it
1: from me a lot. Yeah,
0: I love it. it. Him and I have always been a a fan of it. Turning point. How big a deal? Magic remembers it to this day. Turning point for the 2013 season, Notre Dame. First look, really, for Michigan State about maybe this can be a special season, a special team. We're going to talk about that next time we get back together to revisit, chase it again, a look back at the 2013 Spartans. We're kicking off the 10-year anniversary of Michigan State's 2013 Big Ten and Rose Bowl championship team. Hondo Carpenter, Jonathan Shop, Spark Pride Podcast on the Fans First Sports Network.